Hi, this is Conversations with Ola and Chi, a series of conversations about contemporary issues affecting our communities. Join the conversation and let us know what you think. Hope you enjoy the show. Hi, we're back again. I'm Ola. I'm Chi. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, so, like I said, this is a series of podcasts that we're starting. The general title for this section is Living as a Bicultural Nigerian in the UK. Today, the question is going to be, do our children speak our language? Now, I'm sure um, all bicultural people, this is something that you could relate to. Uh, some cultures do this a lot better than others. Um, as a Nigerian, I have to admit that we do not do this very well. We do this very poorly, in fact, compared to Asian people, who, whose children generally tend to speak the language fluently. Some even learn it at school up to GCSE level and go and do, to do degrees in it. Uh, with a lot of Nigerian uh, ethnicities, Yoruba, Igbo, Hausa, kids don't tend to speak the language at all. Uh, so we're going to talk about our own experiences uh, regarding this particular topic. So, ladies first. Of course, as always. I came, like I said in the previous one, came at 10. used to speak two languages, Igbo and Yoruba. I used to spoke Yoruba in school and then spoke Igbo at home. But when I came here, because my parents are Igbo, that was all that was left over. So I... Um, I understood it very well, but I wasn't speaking it fluently. I only spoke the most basic things, you know, certain answers you can answer. But it got to a point where I realized in myself, I don't know, there was something in me that kind of, you know, wanted to learn. I wanted this information. I wanted to have something else. I wanted something to connect me to my culture and not just being Nigerian wasn't enough. I needed to be able to be understood and I needed to be able to hear properly. So they're saying that they can't, they can't sell me in the market now because you cannot, I can hear you. So I made a conscious decision to, to learn how to speak Igbo, even though it was, it was awful. I was sounding like, God, it was bad. Certain words were like, oh, shame. But I still did it. I pushed and pushed and pushed to the point now where I still have issues. I'm not 100%, but I can speak it now. And unfortunately, I noticed in society, our kids do not. And I'm going to tell you that I'm actually a hypocrite telling you right now because my kids do not. So it's the same thing. Not because um, I don't think it's important, just because life has happened and you don't realize that decision that you've not made will affect them in the long run. So I know now, and I'm trying to go back and teach them like little bits and pieces. It's never too late to learn your language. But I felt like if I had been doing this from when they were small, it would have been a lot easier. So most parents, I don't think they do it consciously. They might just do unconsciously be like, okay, we're in this society now. Let's just let them speak English since we're here speaking English. And they don't realize the impact of the children not having the basics understanding of their own culture. It's a big problem for our community. It's a huge problem. I would say generally with, um, with a lot of African ethnicities, um, it's very historical and we have to go back and find out ourselves how how affected we were by colonialism 
Mm. Um, but that aside, uh, it's not something we do very well. We don't mm. impart, apart from language, language is the first thing that you should impart to your kids. But apart from language, culture. we're not very good at imparting culture and history into our kids. Uh, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's a sad thing to admit, but it's the truth. Uh, there's a lot of um, young kids I've, I've seen of uh, African descent, my kids included. I'm sure if you ask them simple questions about their own cultural history, they, they couldn't tell you. Mm. And it's not, I, I can't blame the school. This is a fault of the parents. Mm. Um, I remember when I was young, the little bits and pieces I knew about Nigeria actually came from my parents mm. or came to listen from discussions that mm. my parents had with their friends. Mm. I remember my dad used to buy this magazine called West Africa. Mm. I never read it on a week, on a monthly basis, mm. but there are certain stories I picked up from it, like certain things that were happening in, in West African countries. Mm. And then the inquisitive, the, 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 my inquisitiveness came from there. Mm. But to a degree, my parents also took it upon themselves to, to uh, tell certain stories mm. and certain things about our own history. Mm. And obviously living in Nigeria, I learned a lot more. Mm. Um, but regarding the, the, the language, um, I didn't have a choice. I, I went to Nigeria when I was eight. I couldn't speak a word of Yoruba, mm. and, but I had to go to school. Uh, in those days, if you had a bit of money, if you were middle class or civil servant, you sent your kid to private school. Mm. My mom refused to mm. send her kids to private school, so I went to public school. Mm. I stuck out like a sore thumb. Mm. I think in the whole school, there was probably only three people who were born outside of Nigeria, mm. and I was the latest one who'd arrived. Mm. So um, my it was a baptism of fire, basically. Mm. So within a, a year, a year and a half, mm. I was speaking the language very fluently. Um, Luckily for me as well, uh, I started in what you call year four here, primary mm. four over mm. there. Mm. And luckily for me, the school that I went to, Yoruba was one of the subjects we actually had to learn. Mm. So I learned to read and write as well. Mm. Something that I didn't realize actually stayed with me from the age of eight. So I can actually write and read Yoruba now, mm. which is, it's a very difficult language to read and write. Yeah. So I'm very grateful in that respect. So. I really didn't have a choice. Um, so, unfortunately, I haven't been able to pass that on to my, my children. I have three kids. I don't think they, they, I'm sure, they don't speak a word of Yoruba. Neither do I think they know the history. Uh, and that's, that's my shortcoming. I feel like there will, there will ultimately be a disconnect with our kids yeah. if we don't turn back and try to do something. They will be disconnected. Because as they, imagine they grow, they have their own kids. Not a word yeah. of you. Uh, yeah, and in, in saying that, the reason why I'm, I'm actually concerned about this now is if I look at the last 10 years, mm. there are certain things in history, mm. especially colonial history and the history of, la of our language and the history of our culture and science and technology. There are certain things I took for granted mm. because I only knew the history from one perspective. Now that I've gone down the rabbit hole and done a lot more deep diving, I realize that so many things are taken for granted. Mm. They're not actually true, mm. or they're not the complete history. Mm. There's a lot of things that have been skewered over the years. Mm. And until you start to learn, hang on, things are not the way they've been painted. They've mm. been painted that way for a reason. Mm. But th imagine this is someone who's taken the time to actually go and find out. Mm. There's a lot of people, even my age, 
who haven't taken that time mm -hmm. and they're relying on what they learned growing up and it's very difficult to change their mindset because that's the only thing they, they've got no other reference mm -hmm. uh, so if those are people my age you can imagine what it's like for the younger generation yeah it's even going to be harder harder yeah what about you guys out there do your kids speak your language if yes why did you feel it was important to tell them? I mean, we know why, but we just want to hear from your own perspective. And if no, like us, why do you think that's happened? Because I feel for me, it's a case of we've just been living here and you know how time goes. You turn around, you have babies and you turn around at 10 years old, they're 12. So for me, it's just a case of life has happened without realizing the importance of these certain aspects of your life, your language. So I'm making a conscious decision now to, to relearn for my children, it's important for them to speak. I'm teaching them. It's their accents are so funny, but I am teaching them. Um, and I would hope that they would carry on with that um, hunger to learn about their language. So by the time they get to adulthood, they can speak it fully. I think it's a great. I think it's really important, and I think it connects you rather than disconnect you. If our kids don't learn it, and their kids don't learn it. They will not even call themselves Nigerians anymore. They won't even feel like they're Nigerians anymore because our culture and our language are part of what connects us to our 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 um, continent. Absolutely. And once we once we don't have that anymore, what exactly do you have? Exactly. So our kids, it's like an emergency now. We need to think about what we're doing to our kids. Asians always speak their language. Chinese always speak that everybody speaks their language. It's just the Africans that are not engaging in um, making sure that it's continued by their kids. So you, think? I mean, you, you go to any household that's not British in this country, really, if they're, especially Southeast Asian, if they're Korean, mm -hmm. if they're Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi, yeah. Sri Lanka. All the kids speak. They will all speak their language. Vietnamese. And even if they don't they speak, will, all the kids will understand. They'll it. understand it. They'll understand it. But fluently. Fluently, yeah. Uh, you go to a Mexican household, they'll speak Spanish. Mm. Um, it, probably a, a local dialect as well. Mm. It's only with us that terms in, we, we kind of put English above everything else. Mm. There's historical reasons as well. Yeah. But. Um, it's, it's something that we need to think about very seriously uh, because even this if you see this topic of language, because language is so important in culture, mm. it it's, it goes in different directions. When you start talking about language and culture, mm. you start going in different directions mm. because language, it affects so many things. Uh, the respect you have for someone's language mm. Determines the respect you have for their culture. Mm. Determines the respect you have for them as a person. Mm -hmm. So the language, it's very, very important. And I think kids should at least appreciate uh, some, to some degree uh, the fact that their parents mm. or one of their parents or both of their parents have a different language to what they probably speak. Yeah. Um, they don't necessarily have to uh, read or write, but understand. Understanding, at least, yes. at least even if you start with understanding, because we understand build up that's what i did I, I understood the evil language and so it's just a matter of me being brave enough to speak it in my terrible english pronunciation <laughs> i mean but that i mean you made the effort you I actually did. made the effort yeah. to it, i have to and i'm going to admit this on air i find it absolutely irritating 
to find Yoruba people in this country who don't even know how to pronounce their own name. They pronounce a Yoruba name as if they're English. The British, Brit, Brit, and they, give our, our name a British slang. Some will yeah. even argue that that's how their name is pronounced. No, you know what it is. Let me let me jump jump in there and say, you know what? It could be a case of. It happens a lot. You see, now okay. Let me give an example. Now Eastern Europeans have come into the UK. In my role of work, you have to pronounce names, mm -hmm. right? I struggle. I struggle mm -hmm. with their names. Okay. So when I try to call their names, mm -hmm. I always get a flashback of how it was for Africans okay. when Europeans try to call their names. Okay. And so what they want to do is, like say your name is um, Olufola or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll be like, Olufola. And you will just go, yes, it's me. Mm -hmm. And you will accept whatever they're trying to say because you're just embarrassed, like, oh, they can't even say your name. People are looking at you. Yeah. So I think it's a case of we pronounce our names to suit them, yeah. whereas we should be saying it exactly as exactly as it exactly. is. Like, my name is exactly. Chinelo. Exactly. But outside there, probably go, oh, Chinelo. Oh, Chinelo. Exactly. Chinelo. Do you understand? Exactly. Well, I just accept Chinelo because for the sake of peace. And the reason I mention this is this. Uh, the reason why I don't think the mispronunciation should be accepted is this. Yeah. If you pronounce an English name wrong, yeah, they will correct you. The first ones to correct you. Yeah. Some will even feel offended. Yeah. By that very token. Yeah. We should be doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. Simple as that. No, it's no true. discussion. No, no I do it now. When they pronounce, when they mispronounce my name, I correct them before I go. Miss Madekiki Madekwe. That's it. Let's go. Exactly. You know what I mean? I, I tell them and they try to, you know, but yeah, I think there is an emergency with our children that has to be addressed. And if you're honest with yourself, either we've been lazy as parents or we've not thought about it as important, whichever mm -hmm. one it is. It's either one of the two, isn't it? It's either you don't care or you do care, but you're so busy with life that you haven't implemented this very, very thing. So which one is it from your perspective? Is it that your kids are not speaking because you haven't been bothered or you don't feel like they need it or it's because of life has just happened and you haven't taken it that seriously? But if you don't, your kids are going to grow up. Your grandkids are going to grow up. Your great-grandkids are going to grow up disconnected. No culture, no language, no history, no nothing. And this is where the problem is going to lie, I think, in the future coming. Guys, join in the comments. Mm -hmm. uh, can you relate to this? Is this triggering triggering you? Um, Are you mad with us? It, exactly. <laughs> but because as you can see, we there are things that we're pointing out that where correction should happen, mm -hmm. but we're also pointing out ourselves where yeah. we've gone wrong. Yeah. Um, th this is never it's never a one way street. Mm -hmm. I think if you're gonna point fingers at anyone else that they've done something wrong, you should be honest enough and brave enough to look at yourself in the mirror yeah, as well yeah. and ask yourself what you could have done better. Yeah. And in this case, I think generally as ethnic groups, mm. Igbo, Yoruba, I don't think we've done well at all. No. Uh, yeah. uh, Isha, we have not done well mm -hmm. at all. When it comes to teaching our children language, mm. we maybe because there's so many uh, languages spoken, for example, in Nigeria or Ghana, mm it's been convenient to have English as the official language mm -hmm. and we went to school, learned English and all that kind of stuff. But I think somewhere along the way, we've actually forgotten the power of our own culture. Mm -hmm. And it started by losing the language. Because yeah. once you lose your language, the culture is half dead. Yeah, well, 
Fair point. Fair point. I mean, what are the Russians fighting for now? Mm. What causes what causes the problem currently in Ukraine? Mm. The Ukrainian government they stopped Russian as an official language in Ukraine. Mm. That's where a lot of this problem started. Mm. Why? Because they understand how important the language is to the culture. Mm. The same if you go to Canada today, mm. if the Canadians said they're going to stop French as the official language, you'd see how the French would start shouting that mm. no, this can't be accepted because they still want the French culture to be part of Canada. Mm. And that I think this is one of the things that we as Yorubas as Igbos, we've completely forgotten somewhere, somewhere along the line. Very powerful statement there of if you lose your language, you lose your culture is half dead. Absolutely. It is true. If and if you start speaking your language, you you revive that same culture now, and you now become more powerful. It's very even good for 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 our children to be able to go back. Like if I go back to Nigeria now, I can speak the language. Like I said, you can't sell me in the market. You mm -hmm. can't. You put me amongst Igbos, I can understand them very well, and I can I can. I guess it helps to do business with them as well. But whereas if I was completely non-speaking of my language, they'll just take advantage of me. Well, this one won't really yeah, if, if I go to Nigeria today, if I speak English, you know I don't live in Nigeria. If I speak Pidgin English, you know I don't live in Nigeria. If I speak Yoruba, you wouldn't know you that wouldn't I don't know. live in Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it you has advantages. Exactly. Yeah. You have to understand the language. So please do not be offended by this, but you guys need to be honest and tell the truth. We're here to be honest. And also, like we said, we we have the same issues on this ipad i have downloaded an app for my children like very basic evil i'm going to start from the basic stage to learn certain words and stuff so from there we'll build i'm also part of the problem but i'm also trying to find the solution hence why we're talking about it now this is something that i will actually start discussing with my kids uh, where they come from about learning learning the language and the culture they might accept they might not but it's my job as their parent mm. to let them be aware mm. of this mm. uh, because my kids, they don't live with me. So mm. the dynamics are a bit different, mm. but to not let them know anything at all, I think it to be, to be quite honest for me, I think it's criminal as a parent. Mm. If you have a culture that's different to what your kids have grown up with, for mm. you not to let them know, I mm. think is absolutely criminal. After all, it is our responsibility. If not, then we'll say that we've left the children to be raised by the state which they're not going to teach them your language. Exactly. Fortunately, they're not. So if you want your kids to be connected and if you want them to have um, the cultural appreciation, us parents, we have to do the work. We really, really have to put the work in. So let us know how you feel about this subject, good or bad. Let us know. And yeah. also... If you've made efforts to, get, to have your yeah. kids learn a language... What, how, what, what did how, you do? What, yeah, what did you do? How did you go Share about it? Share with us. Yeah. Uh, if you feel as frustrated as we do, please let us know. Uh, there's no right or wrong here. We're, we're bringing up a topic. Like I said, some people are going to be triggered. Some people are going to be like, oh, do you know what? I've never actually thought about that before. Mm. Uh, that's just how we structure these topics yeah. um, to, to be raised. Okay. So this is another topic done. We look forward to seeing you on the next one. Uh, my name is Ola. I'm Chi. Thank you for listening and see you soon. We'll see you on the next one. Okay. okay.